You're listening to the Save the Date podcast, where we talk all things weddings, jewellery and romance. With love from Cullen Jewellery. Welcome to the Save the Date podcast. Now, if you are here, it probably means you are planning a wedding or you just bought a ring from Cullen Jewelry. So welcome. We are so excited to have you here. I'm one of your hosts, Juliet. And I'm Sheridan. And we cannot wait to go on this journey with you. We hope you learn some new tips. We help you de-stress on this wedding journey and settle in and enjoy. Before we get started, I thought we'd introduce ourselves a little more just because this is our first episode. So like I said before, my name is Juliet and I have worked in the engagement ring industry for a little over two years now. And I'm Sheridan and I was a 2023 bride. So I have a little bit of experience planning and uh, planning a wedding and getting married. Let's get straight into it. Today's topic is unexpected wedding expenses and how to avoid them. Those sneaky little buggers can... <laughs> creep up on you. So we want to do our best to avoid them as much as possible, especially if we're on a tight budget. So the first topic we're going to cover is wedding prep and all the little extra expenses that may pop up in the lead up to your wedding, because there's actually quite a few. When you add them all together, it can cost quite a lot in the yeah. end. And and you really don't think about them when you're you're planning a wedding. You just think of on the day things. You don't think about the things that have to you've got to do before you actually get married. Yes, exactly right. Okay, so one of the first things that comes to mind that is actually also quite important <laughs> when it comes to wedding prep expenses is hair and makeup trials. Yes. Which I feel like are quite necessary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me personally, I would definitely not skip on that just because I like to know that I'm going to look the way I want on my wedding day. And if you're working with a new hair or makeup artist, you want to be able to get a feel for their vibe and make sure you're on the same page as each other because it does happen where you just don't click with a certain vendor and it's not the right fit. So you really want to be making those discoveries about each other <laughs> a few weeks out from the wedding and not on the day. And I guess it's not expected for them to be doing that for free when they are doing your hair and makeup. So yeah, it's definitely something yeah. to budget for. Yeah. And I would say it's important to do it quite early because you never know, you might go to a makeup artist that you just really don't click with. Yes. And then have to try and find somebody else. So if you can, I would say try and do your trials as early as possible, like at least a few months out, just in case you would have to try and find someone new. And then you might have to do another trial and, and that's fine, but it's something that you want to account for in your budget. Uh, now on that same vein, <laughs> we've got the cake and meal trials. Yes. Um, so another thing I guess you kind of want to be doing in advance, <laughs> you don't want to be disappointed on the day because your food does not taste good or your cake. Mm -hmm. So again, it's same thing where you can't expect the vendors to be offering that trial for free. I don't believe it costs too much. It's not crazy expensive. Yeah. But again, I think it's more the fact that you may have to trial a few different places mm -hmm. before you find the one that you absolutely love. I mean, lucky to you if you get it right <laughs> on the first try. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would definitely allow for more wiggle room in yeah. that area than less. Yeah, 100%. I think it's probably going to be a common theme for a lot of these points, but 
just do your research and be kind of prepared that there may be unexpected costs Mm -hmm. that come in. Okay, so our next point, which we were discussing actually just briefly before we sat down, (laughs) is dress alterations. Yes. Which Sheridan has some experience with this very recent experience. So I'll let her take the lead on this next dot point. Yeah, so... On the note of dress alterations and also just your dress in general, don't forget to include in your budget for your dress, like your veil and any other accessories that you're thinking of having. I know gloves and and sleeves and things are very on trend at the moment. Same with like overskirts and they cost a lot of money. Like a veil Mm -hmm. can be anywhere from like three to $500, if not more. So that's another thing that you just don't want to forget about when you're thinking about your dress. Yeah. And I'll just add bridal jewelry as yes. well. I feel like anything with wedding or bride popped onto it, <laughs> it bumps up the price. Yeah. So even something as simple, you guys can't see right now, but Sheridan's wearing a lovely pearl necklace. Yes. And even that would probably be more expensive in the bridal. <laughs> if you were to go to a bridal store for bridal jewelry yeah. to buy a pearl necklace. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> At your wedding dress, bridal stores, they always have all of your accessories. And don't get me wrong, they are beautiful but yeah they're very expensive so don't necessarily think that you have to rely on getting your jewelry and things like that from the Mm. bridal store because you can definitely find things that are just as good elsewhere but yeah back on alterations Mm. they can cost a lot of money I was pretty shocked just how much money it costs to have my dress Mm. altered and even if your dress pretty much fits you almost as perfect as you think that it can, you'd be surprised how much a experienced seamstress will find wrong with it. Not wrong, oh, well. but okay. just that it doesn't fit. Yep. So when I went in to get my dress altered, all I thought it needed was the hem and a little bit on the shoulders, but we ended up doing like across the chest, around the back, just so many other things that it did need. It made it so much better on the day but I just didn't consider yeah. going into it. Was it a bulk sum or every time you went in for a new fitting, it was a new cost? Uh, it was a bulk sum okay. at the end. So I spoke to the seamstress and we got a rough quote. Um, and then, yeah, it, there was kind of a few things that got added on down the line that obviously bumped that price up. But yeah, it, it's a pretty big chunk of your dress budget that you want to save towards the alterations. Especially the fact that it's not included in the Mm -hmm. original dress price as well. So if you're buying a dress and you think it's $3,000, it could end up being closer to four. Yes, 100%. (laughs) Yeah. For like alterations, yeah, easily $500 to $1,000 depending on what you need, if not more. But something that I would do with your alterations, the place that you get your wedding dress, they'll always give you a recommendation they're probably not the cheapest and they also might not be the best. They're just someone that is kind of working in conjunction with the bridal store. So do your own research, look around on like ask on Facebook or any other brides that you know that have gotten married recently. They'll probably have a really good recommendation for someone, maybe a bit more local that yeah does just as good of a job but you might be able to get it a bit cheaper yeah that's actually a good tip I didn't think of that yeah yeah you don't necessarily have to go with the same uh, boutique that you bought your dress from Mm -hmm. but yeah that's a very good tip okay so moving on still within the wedding prep realm we have beauty treatment which I know 
it's definitely personal preference yeah. how much and what you want to get done in preparation for your wedding. I know I would say probably the most common things are like maybe facials as well as potentially some teeth whitening. I know they are the two that come to mind um, when, yeah, I'm thinking about beauty treatments. It doesn't have to be anything absurd or crazy, but again, very expensive, yeah, <laughs> especially for facials. And I mean, teeth whitening, that's probably just like more of a one-off, but facials that's like every couple weeks people want to or they recommend you you know starting six months out yeah so they can get your skin right and that's yeah quite a few hundred or could be quite a few hundred Mm. a month leading up to the wedding which adds up quite a lot yeah it's not something I actually expected or even thought about like facials or anything it wasn't until I went and had my trial with my makeup artist that she recommended it and then I was only a month and a half, I think, out from the wedding, trying to catch up on <laughs> six months worth of skin treatment. <laughs> and was it a normal skin treatment or was um, it a bridal prep? No, skin I just, I have seen them on a yeah. <laughs> on a menu at a facial. Is that what they're called? Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> <a> service. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just got like a very basic. I think it's a microdermabrasion. Oh yes, like hydrating. Yeah. Um, just so that my skin was the best for the makeup on the day. Yeah. And it definitely did help. Um, I noticed a big difference in my skin like that month compared to how it was previously. But in saying that, it still wasn't 100% necessary. Yeah. You could definitely still save and, and not do that. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a personal preference yeah. expense, but something to keep in mind if you are interested mm-hmm. in doing some skin prep or some beauty prep leading up oh and nails as well yeah nails I just that like was eyebrows lashes oh, yeah. I forgot about all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah all the little things if you get like filler normally, oh yes yeah like you might want to get a top up before yes. the wedding all the little things mm-hmm. and individually they're not too bad but <laughs> add them up add them you don't up want over the course of like two weeks add them up, really <laughs> maybe it's better not to add them up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay moving on to our next topic for unexpected expenses we've got vendors mm-hmm. Um, So one of the main things that popped up when I was looking into this was travel fees for vendors, (laughs) which, again, isn't something necessarily included in the price Mm -hmm. when you're quoted. So, yeah, it's usually something that they'll add on after. So say, for example, you've got your hairstylist who's going to charge $150 for just your hair and then they'll add on an additional travel fee of whatever it is per kilometre outside of a general radius. It's a little bit of a shock <laughs> if you're not expecting it. Yeah. But it's it's just something that you kind of have to pay if yeah. you want that specific mm-hmm. vendor. But your venue generally will have a list of vendors that they recommend that are local to the area. So you can always look through that and see if there's a vendor on there for a certain thing. And generally then they might not have travel fees because they're more local Local, yeah, right. to the venue. Yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's probably, yeah, more hair, makeup. Yeah. Perhaps a florist potentially. Yeah. But that would probably fit into one being maybe closer to the venue. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like the main ones are probably, oh, and photographer mm-hmm. as well or videographer. Yeah. Those and makeup artists and hairstylists. I feel like those are kind of like the top ones that 
you may not or you yeah, may want or, to pick your own and not necessarily be restricted to an area. Yeah, or even like entertainment. So oh, like yes. if you're having like a band or an acoustic duo or anything like that, they might tack on the travel mm. fees as well. Yep, and it could be different for every yeah. event also. Yeah, if, it's not something that you can kind of guess for each vendor as you go. It's mm-hmm. just going to be totally personal to them. Mm-hmm. On that same thought, uh, we've also got the delivery. So instead of (laughs) travelling or uh, bringing your vendor to you, you've got the vendor bringing the stuff to you. So I guess your florist and potentially decorations fall under this umbrella where you may have to have stuff delivered to the venue um, rather than a person. (laughs) (laughs) So, again, another thing, like we just mentioned, not included in the original quote, and especially for flowers and stuff, yeah. I feel like they can get very expensive. Yeah, because, flowers themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about flowers <laughs> is expensive. Yeah, flowers but. for a wedding are just an insane amount of money. Yes. But obviously if you've got a lot of flowers for your wedding, you kind of want them to be set up in the way that they're supposed to be, which your florist will do. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully that is included in your <laughs> in the, price. In the delivery cost <laughs> is to have them set up. But yeah, it, it's one of those things that if you want them set up in that specific way, yeah, you probably you have to pay for have it. To, pay. <laughs> <laughs> to be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> also another thing with um I guess that kind of stems from that is uh DIY, which mm. I know a lot of people do DIY a lot of things for their wedding because they're on a budget or they just want to save on certain things, which is obviously absolutely personal preference and a great way to save money. Mm, but. but I would just kind of keep in mind that some things that seem simple maybe aren't or could end up not being as simple as they seem. So really be careful and pick and choose what you want to DIY because you may end up either it may end up costing you more or it may end up costing you more time depending on what it is. So, yeah, just be very careful with DIY because I guess that what you said about the flowers kind of sparked the thought of if you want the flowers set up in a certain way on the Mm -hmm. wedding day, the florist would hopefully, if they offer that service, will probably do it the best because they're experienced with that rather than maybe leaving it to a family member. Yeah. You don't want to rock up on your wedding day and it's completely wrong. leaving it to your brother then. Yes. (laughs) So little things like that I would just kind of, yeah, keep in mind, which is probably, I mean, slightly different. It's not necessarily an unexpected cost that may arise, but Mm. if you're trying to maybe avoid an unexpected cost, this may come up. Yeah. Yeah, keep in mind that if it's going to stress you out or waste more of your time which is valuable on the day it could still be worth the extra money paying for that service I think it's just knowing your own limits we did a lot of DIY like all of our invites and um, signage and everything I did but definitely it takes a lot of effort and it can be very overwhelming I was doing our welcome sign like (laughs) two days before the wedding (laughs) And just absolutely going crazy over it because it was like, oh my God, this is just so much effort and I'm so stressed out about the wedding, but I've got to do this sign. <laughs> <need> the sign. <laughs> so yeah, it, it can just be one of those things that adds a lot of extra stress that maybe spending that little bit of extra money would have alleviated yeah. and you might feel better about it leading up to the wedding. Next on our list of unexpected costs. Let's talk venues (laughs) because venues can have quite a few extra little things that 
I feel like maybe are even more hidden costs that people like even more so than what yeah. we just discussed. <laughs> okay, so first up, which I actually learned this or learned something new. I did not even know this was a thing. Uh, but Sheridan, was this actually at your wedding that you said you had to cater for the staff members? Um, not at the venue we went with, but there was a couple of venues that we looked at that had in their contracts, I guess, that you had to pay for their staff meals. Yeah, which is, that's insane <laughs> to me. Yeah. I didn't I didn't even know that was a thing, but like, okay, so this is why it's so confusing <laughs> to me or just so surprising to me that that is a hidden cost with weddings is because normal people go to work and bring their own lunch and <laughs> yeah. dinner and food. So why... Why are you paying for the staff yeah. meals? <laughs> that, that was just mind-blowing to me. Yeah, it's really crazy. It's not something I ever expected to be yeah. on I, the list of expenses. I can understand the other vendors, like the photographer, yes. like, and maybe if you bring your makeup artist for touch-ups or something like that, mm-hmm. I understand because they're holding equipment. It's not that easy for them to bring food with them. Yeah. But the staff meals at the venue, <laughs> like surely they've got a staff lunch room or something and yeah. a fridge they can use. And also <laughs> if it's like stuff. a venue that does food, like yeah. they have a kitchen. <laughs> and sort surely yourself they out. can just like, I'm sure it doesn't cost that much extra to yeah. get like an extra <laughs> chicken yeah. fillet. <laughs> Literally. So yeah, that was... That surprised me, that one. I was shocked. (laughs) That was – I didn't even know that. (laughs) Okay, what else have we got under our venue costs? Let's see. Oh, menus. Yeah. And favours. Yeah. So favours as in like the little, I guess, the gifts you put on the tables for all your guests or like the little um, party gifts, the party favours. Yeah, I guess party favours. Party favour, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it it kind of depends. I feel like favours are becoming not as necessary. Yeah, I don't know. We didn't really do favours and a lot of the time I feel like they just get thrown in the bin. Mm -hmm. It depends what they are, if they're sentimental or mean anything to the couple that then can be used, I guess, by the guests. Mm. But there's some things that I just think are a bit unnecessary (laughs) (laughs) not needed that's definitely (laughs) a personal opinion you were saying you also doubled it up with like the table setting or the name yeah so we had like sugar cookies made oh yes that had everyone's name on them so that was like the table setting for where everyone sat so they knew where they were going to sit and then they also could have it either you know yeah while they were sitting waiting for us to come out or take it home with them. And they were just like, it's just something really small that I'm sure if, you know, your uncle doesn't like it, your auntie does. So yeah. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Someone yes. will eat it or they'll give it to the grandkids or... That's very true. Yeah, see, I like yeah. that idea. And I like that you combined the two Yeah, and made it into one thing because, yeah, that's all those little kind of things for the venue. Mm-hmm. Again, a bit of a add-up cost. So if, yeah, if you're doing yeah, separate name cards yeah. for the seating mm-hmm. um you have to get them made up or i mean you could also diy yeah essentially but yeah you then the little favors you got to get them mm-hmm. made up or diy them and then menus as well which was another one yeah because do you go through the venue to um get your menus or is that completely separate like you did you do- no it would be separate so you just need to obviously make sure you know what the menu is yeah and then get them made or diy them mm-hmm. generally like the places that do invitations and your signage and all of that sort of thing will also have an option for menus. Yeah, which yeah. probably a bigger cost if you've got a larger wedding. Yeah, like If you've got a lot of people coming, that's obviously going to be a lot more 
of a bigger cost mm-hmm. but and yeah it, smaller weddings I suppose it depends as well how you want your table set up yeah so obviously some people will have like a big stack of things on each plate that has you know their name their favor their menu their nicely folded napkin and <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything or you might have like one menu per yeah five people or oh, yes. one yeah, menu yeah. per table if you're having like round tables or yeah. something like that. So that's another thing you can kind of think about is do you actually really need everybody to have their own menu mm-hmm. or could you just have it on the table for people to look at if they want to? That's a good point. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a good tip if you uh, want to cut down on those kind of costs mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily need everyone to have their own menu. Yeah. Now, cake cutting and corkage, mm-hmm. again, an extra charge that the venue <laughs> may slap on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like, again, it's not something you would necessarily think about, but it's very common that they will charge you extra to cut up and serve the wedding cake as well as potentially, I think corkage is more of a thing if the you're um, bringing your own drinks, yeah. potentially, if they don't supply the alcohol or the other drinks you've got. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, potentially when they charge more for corkage, not necessarily if the venue has its own bar. Yeah. To be honest, when I was looking at venues, it wasn't something that came up that much, but mm-hmm. we were looking at inclusive venues yeah. that had all of the like alcohol and food there. Included. Included. So, yeah, it wasn't something that came up, but definitely I can imagine it being something if you bring your own Yeah, which is, drinks. yeah, that's probably something you'd want to be asking as well mm-hmm. if it's all inclusive and just, yeah, be really clear Uh, when you're asking venues what's included because sometimes as well like um, they might quote you per head but that's not inclusive of tax and uh, the service fee Mm -hmm. on top. So, yeah, definitely when you're looking at venues, they're definitely the types of questions you want to answer because, again, it's those little hidden costs that they might be quoting you $100 per head but then it's like, oh, no, but it's an extra 20% for tax and an extra 20% on top of that for service fees. Yeah. <laughs> so you just want to be really clear <laughs> when you're shopping around. Yeah, ask as many questions as you can, like even go in with like a list of questions mm-hmm. that you just want to get ticked off because yeah. you'd rather be like a little bit annoying and I'm sure they wouldn't actually find you annoying and if they do... <laughs> do you want to go there? Do you really want to <laughs> go there? I don't know. But yeah, just ask as many questions as you can because, yeah, you really want to know all of those little nitty gritty details before signing the dotted line. Absolutely. Okay. Now, moving on to more to some more generalized costs that may pop up. Um, so, we've got bridal party gifts, yes. which I suppose, again, is personal preference if you wanted to do them or not. Yeah, it is something that, again, you may not necessarily think about initially or even if your bridal party needs anything on the day of your wedding like if you wanted your bridal party to be in the exact same lipstick or if you wanted them to wear like for photos get some cute robes Mm -hmm. I mean I personally wouldn't expect for the little things like that I wouldn't expect my bridesmaids to be paying for that themselves but that's my personal preference I know some people do get their bridesmaids or groomsmen to um, pay their own way mm-hmm. for little things like that but I guess it's something you kind of want to decide first up yeah I guess before you start asking yeah even just in general anything to do with your bridal party like their dresses or their suits are mm. you paying for them are they paying for them and just 
yeah, go into it, be really open mm-hmm. about how much you actually are willing to spend. Yes. Yeah. Or in, even us asking them how much they're yeah. willing to spend if you are going to get them to cover the cost. Yeah. Because obviously different people have different financial situations. Mm-hmm. So yeah, depending on which way you decide, I guess, allowing for that as well. Yeah. And now, okay, another thing that I came across <laughs> when researching this is insurance yeah. for your wedding day, which I feel like not a, heaps of people do this, but I have heard of quite a few people getting insurance for their wedding day, which I guess makes sense because if you're paying so much for everything <laughs> and then an unforeseen circumstance pops yeah. up where you cannot make it on the day. A lot of venues, a lot of vendors and stuff will take your deposit and you'll have to forfeit that deposit and then reschedule. Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, that's another personal preference or personal decision that you have to make that could be a, another cost that comes up. Do you want to have cover for your wedding day? Yeah. And as well, depending on the circumstances, so your venue should have their own insurance mm-hmm. for, I don't know, say there's a fire or um, oh, yes. any yeah, of those yeah. sorts of things that might happen or weather related or hurricanes, yeah. anything like that. Your venue should have insurance themselves. But yeah, just think about how much you want to be covered yourself outside of your other vendors and your venue and everything. Yeah, because I suppose... I mean, the most recent example we have that really rocked the wedding industry was the pandemic and lockdowns and stuff, which obviously that was out of everyone's hands. But I guess it's covering you for stuff that's more on a personal level. Like maybe, God forbid, there was a death in the family and you couldn't do your wedding day anymore. I feel like it really covers you for that type of stuff. Yeah. All right. Now we've got one more unexpected cost for (laughs) post-wedding. We've got dry cleaning your wedding dress. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at Sheridan because she admitted to me she still has not done it. (laughs) I have not dry cleaned my dress and it has been April, (laughs) five months (laughs) since the wedding and no, my dress has not been dry cleaned (laughs) and is it? In the bag, in the cupboard. So another personal preference Another personal preference. (laughs) Like, yeah, for me personally, I just can't see the need to spend a few hundred dollars Mm -hmm. getting a dress dry cleaned that I know I won't wear again. Yeah. It's a bit different if you're going to preserve your dress in some way, like if you're going to get it boxed in one of those Mm -hmm. um, frame boxes, then obviously you want it to look clean and beautiful for that to be on display. But, yeah, just think about if you really... Mm need it to be done how dirty is it <laughs> yeah because yeah that was the other thing like they're actually quite expensive to dry clean yeah. wedding dresses because I feel like normal clothing isn't too bad like if you go dry clean yeah. a blazer it's only it's no more than 30 40 dollars yeah. whereas something like a wedding dress can cost a few hundred to dry clean <laughs> yeah so you have to yeah really weigh up whether you personally want to or not I guess yeah and I mean if you're gonna also sell the dress oh yeah it needs to be cleaned yes. but then you'll make some not make some money, you'll probably still lose money on what you (laughs) spend overall, but at least you'll get something back. Um, But yeah, just think about, do you really need to get it done? Is it just going to sit in a box? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. All right. Now, after going through everything, we thought we'd finish off with some helpful tips in general to avoid uh, situations where you might incur unexpected costs. So first, 
biggest tip we have, which kind of goes across the board for everything, is build an emergency fund into your wedding budget. We believe it at least 5% just so you are covered if anything does pop up in regards to your wedding. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just gives you some wiggle room. Yeah, 100%. Like at least then, like we said at the start, if you're not super happy with your makeup artist and now you've got to find a new one and spend that extra money, you've just got that little bit of extra in your budget that it's not going to be a huge deal yeah. to have to pull from it. And kind of on that note as well, I think just keep saving money. Don't just get to your dedicated budget with your 5% extra and then go, okay, well, that's everything that's for the enough. wedding. That's enough. We can go and just spend whatever we want now. Keep saving because even if you have leftover at the end, you can spend it on your honeymoon or yeah. buy yourselves a gift or yeah, literally anything else, but at yeah. least then you're not going to end up with nothing. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's better to have leftover money yeah. <laughs> than to be really, really stressed yeah. about paying for things mm -hmm. on your wedding. Okay, our next one is get everything in writing. <laughs> so when you're approaching your venue, when you're approaching all the vendors, in the contracts you are signing, make sure everything is in there and very super clear before, like I think you said earlier, before you sign that dotted line, yeah. make sure everything is absolutely final and settled. Like discuss that with them to make sure there isn't going to be an extra cost of some sort of service fee or tax that they haven't included and be very, very clear and ask questions about that. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you read through your contract line by line and then even get someone else to read through it just in case you've missed anything. And yeah, if you do have any questions, just ask because yep. you'd much rather ask them now if there's something that you don't understand on your contract or something that you're unsure of. Ask the question. They should be more than happy to answer you so that they can clear it up. At the end of the day, they want your business as well. So they want to make sure that they're answering everything for you to the best of their ability so that they can get your business. And yeah, especially with the asking of questions, I feel like that's also quite important for your makeup artist and hairstylist because I feel like with vendors like that, you don't necessarily always sign a contract or something. Yeah, um, It's more like the venues and the bigger expense mm -hmm. items <laughs> that that's where a contract is, you know, written out. Whereas with yeah, the smaller places or the smaller yeah people you're working with, you don't always have a contract and you don't always have stuff in writing. So even if it's just in an email where you have listed everything out and you have them responding and agreeing to that, like at least that's written proof of a price you originally agreed to. Yeah. And you can go back and have those receipts <laughs> <laughs> if anything comes up and you can be really – if yeah, if something absurd comes up, you can literally go back and be like, look, you never mentioned this. I'm not paying that. Yeah, that's, a, that's a really good point. Yeah. Just get everything in writing even if it's not a specific contract that yeah. they've sent to you. Mm -hmm. Just sneaky and get them to <laughs> – Get them to say get, yes get to something. Get those screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> One more quick thing, and I kind of mentioned this a little bit with the dress alterations, but with all of your vendors, remember that the industry is pretty saturated. There's always different vendors um, that might be cheaper and just as good quality. So unless you have your absolute heart set on a certain makeup artist or photographer look around, have a look on Instagram, have a look on Facebook. There are so many really good quality 
vendors, people that will be just as good, but you might be able to get a better price. Yeah, that's a really good tip. Yeah, shop around. Shop around. Don't be ashamed or don't feel embarrassed to shop around or know when to say no. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with saying no to a vendor if they've come back to you and they're a little bit too expensive. Yeah. Um, they, you want to make sure that they're the right person for you and you're the right person for them as well. You have to have a good vibe with all of your vendors. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're going to be spending a lot of time with them mm-hmm. on a really special day. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Save the Date podcast. We hope you learned something about weddings and all of the unexpected costs that might come with it and got some sneaky tips along the way. We'll see you next Wednesday. Bye.